Welcome to Prescription for Improvement. I'm Vanessa Balmer, bringing you your regular dose of quality in healthcare. So I think where I want to start is I would just um, ask Terry and Debbie, would you mind um, just kind of sharing a little bit about your experience at the hospital there and um, just tell us a little bit about your story, I guess. Uh, well, she ended up very sick and ended up in the misericordia in intensive care. And then we've been here for three months. Our experience here with everybody is just... We don't have enough words to express our feelings, I don't think. Perfect. So, I, I mean, this podcast, I guess, today is we're, we're trying to talk about family presence. And so I'm just curious um, if you've felt included in, in Debbie's care and, and um, you know, how, I guess, how you feel um, the care team uh, sees you, I guess, in this experience as well. Um, I don't think I've ever felt like I've been left out from anything. Uh, they're always uh, the care team has always included me and Deb and my my family, my daughters, and on everything that they do or anything changes or anything, just everything. Even um, I spend a night once in a while uh, in Debbie's room and. Uh, they have them chairs that make out to the beds, and I discovered they have storage underneath them too. But uh, they're actually quite comfortable if you bring your own pillow and your own DD. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's all good. Great. So you touched on those uh, the chairs, and I I'm actually curious if I could ask Angie about those. So yeah, do you want to just tell us a little bit about those chairs and and I guess where the idea came from and and how you how you got them in there. Absolutely, Vanessa. Thank you. I'm very excited. We have uh, a, a fantastic, engaged, and supportive foundation in the area, and we're always looking at initiatives and where we can help with. Um, patient and family-centered care, encouraging our families to stay with our patients, to take part in their care, their continuity of care, and their transition from home to the hospital or hospital to home. And so um, last year, it was the fundraising um, camp, the, the campaign's focus for the year um, with the Northwest Health um, foundation and they purchased a total of 44 sleeper chairs so every hospital room in the area so we have two inpatient hospitals uh, the Fort Vermilion Hospital the St. Teresa General Hospital and the Northwest Health Center in high level and so every room has a chair and as well as additional chairs for our long-term cares in the area, our palliative cares, and for our eMERGE departments for when, uh, you know, families are waiting um, medevacs or transfers out um, or treatments, IV treatments, where a family member can stay there, either sitting on the chair or laying out the chair. Um, so the chairs were a fantastic contribution to encouraging our families to be a part of the care to be there to support um, and so it's not really about a, you know a visiting hour anymore it's about having families there all the time and changing the culture and encouraging encouraging people to feel comfortable to stay um, we encourage one family member to stay throughout the entire stay every night night and day um, the the beds the chairs pull out to a bed and we provide linens for the chair and um, it's just it's becoming part of the norm and it's making such a difference in in the outcomes 
you know, in the emotional, physical, spiritual, everything about um, that experience for that patient. It really makes a difference to have someone who knows them, who knows their language, who who, who really um, makes them feel comfortable and more at home when they're here in the hospital. Great. And I'm just curious, um, <clears throat> would you say you had a, I guess, a hard time um, implementing this or is it something that... Um you know, everyone was on board with right away. You know, change can always be a challenge, as we all know. Um, you know, with, with our community and our foundation, um, it, it was a buy-in right away. You know, we have donors that are coming forward at, in all th three or four of our communities uh, to purchase the chairs for our, our facilities. And, you know, there's always a, a challenge with, you know, you know, Previous to this, we would have visiting hours, um, an announcement come on at eight o'clock at night. Visiting hours are now, um, you know, visiting hours are now closed, and we would like everyone to, you know, quietly leave the building and, and you know, and encouraging patients to have some rest. and And so, it, you know, it's just it's just changing that thought and that culture around encouraging someone to stay and be present at all times and involving them in, you know, a lot of family members want to, you know, will help out with actual care and will help out with, um, you know a language barrier or bringing in you know foods that the family that, that that the patient enjoys or you know makes them feel more comfortable and so it's becoming the norm you know there's a chair in every room and we encourage the loved ones to stay and i learned that you know like the more it's like you're saying about the eight o'clock thing whereas everybody had to leave the hospital and stuff i'm so glad that that has changed because there's a lot of patients that don't want their company to leave at eight o'clock and and for I know how much better Debbie feels. I we oh, yeah. we never expected to be apart at nights or days or anything. And we've been married forty five years and we never expected anything like this and it makes it so much easier that we can visit when we want to, and uh, I'll come here at five o'clock in the morning, and they have, they just bring my thermos of coffee, and Dave and I play crib, or I'll leave here at ten o'clock at night, or whatever, and it's 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 really good. All right, um, so I think I just want to ask Ashley a question here. You know, there's been a couple of mentions about patients just doing better overall um, when their family has more access or, or is allowed to to stay longer and be more involved in their care. And, and I just wanted to hear from your perspective um, what your experience has been with that. Yeah, so they um, the sleeper chairs have been really nice for us. You know, we used to only have a few that we would try and distribute um, the best we can. And, and I always love it when I go to make up a sleeper chair for a family, you know, if their child has just had surgery or, or whatever, and you, you know, you give them the pillow and the warm blanket, and they're just so thankful. Their face just lights up that they have, an, an, you know, a comfortable place to stay um, with their family, and the family is just so thankful to have them um, there as well. You know, the, you, you see the family kind of... Or, the family decompresses, but so does the patient. You know, they almost take that breath of relief that their that their loved ones are there, and 
I think it's a it's a part of safety too. They just feel safe that they've got um, their team around them and their important people there because you know we always feel safe when we have our family around. And um, in hospital, you're you're, you're here because you're not feeling well. So to have your your people that are your team and and that you know are there to care for you and and watch out for you, the patient just feels that much better. I think, and the family feels better too that they can watch over their loved one and make sure that they're you know that they're being cared for and um, and watched over. So it's it's made a big difference for us and you know it wasn't you know sometimes change is, is a is a buy-in but these sleeper chairs haven't really been a buy-in for staff we're just so happy to have them and and not have to scrounge around to find a sleeper chair somewhere in the hospital for them because um, we have one in each room so and having them in emerge is a huge difference too you know people were kind of sitting on chairs um, sleeping by their family members because we didn't have anywhere for them to stay so now we can actually make them up a comfortable place to stay so it's just it's just been excellent it hasn't really been a sell for staff they're just excited to have them and excited to be able to have family stay with their patients because you know they're just a great part of the care team so it's um it's just great that those essential members of the care team can be comfortable staying with their family member Awesome. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions, actually, was um, if you ever really had to sell this idea to anyone, but it, it kind of sounds like um, everyone bought in right away, and um, that's great to hear. So, Angie, maybe I'll jump back to you. Um, so I'm just wondering if there's some other um, sites or staff that that maybe quite aren't, um, you know, at this this buy-in level with family presence, what, what advice would you give them? I find that you know, to put yourself in the shoes of a patient. I think it's really important, um, and, and if you have ever been a patient, you know, to reflect on your experience and what would have made it better. And I think it's really about as health healthcare providers and, you know, it's just being compassionate and, and caring and to think of what is going to make a difference and and we're all going to be a patient at one time in our life and what's going to make a difference for the, the you know the best interest of the patient um overall and i think that it just comes down to um knowing that you don't have to be afraid um you know you know the patient isn't there to judge you let the patient be a part of the team invite them in um with their family so that you know they are they are advocating for their loved ones that they are a part of the process that that you know that you know from the minute they they're there in the hospital with their loved ones you know that they're also going to help with that care that transition when the patient gets discharged home and and continuing to provide that care or or to be involved just like I you know Ashley has alluded to about the light in their eyes like we don't have to go home no we want you to stay we want you to be a part of the care and and you know let us give you a warm blanket so you can have a good night too and if you need anything you make sure that you give us a call or ring the bell or yeah it's just really inviting them in making it part of the overall patient the, the family focus Perfect. Um, so I've got another question in here for you, Ashley. Um, just wondering how, you know, how it is having, I guess, more people in, in the room at certain times and if you find it difficult to manage the coming and going of family. So there, there was some concerns um, from staff when we first, you know, took away the visiting hours, just how that would go at nighttime. And I can honestly say it hasn't we haven't met the challenges or found the challenges that we thought maybe we would see with, you know, noise at night and, and other patients trying to rest. Family's been 
really respectful and are really quiet and I mean they're not here to be in the halls they um you know they usually quiet just in the room with their with their loved ones so it hasn't been kind of a hallway management issue that we thought maybe um we might have to tackle or brainstorm around it's um families have been wonderful really respectful and of the other patients that are here I think I have a quick question um and I, I might just leave this open anyone here can can respond to um, what role did the patients and families play in facilitating facilitating family presence? Um, you know, was there there any push from them to make this happen, or was this um, was this something that you you kind of just came up with and and uh, saw the importance of it and went with it? You know, I feel like we have um, always been. Um, always very patient and family focused and oriented across the area and, and looking at um, how we can make a difference for that patient experience and really you know driving the message home from our right from our leadership down to our front lines we take part in leader rounding um, we have for many years and patient safety rounds and when we go out and we and we talk to patients and we find out what would make a difference for them and um, you know the sleeper chairs have just been a, a part of that that amazing work um, and, and that we are not only have we done but we are continuing with every day looking at um, you know we have patient advisors that are a part of our team and we're always looking at ways that we can make a difference and you know often the slightest um, the smallest change makes such a big difference and you know you know we, you know simple things like working with our dietary team on on specific um, patient needs and wants and and you know the food food is a, a, has a big impact on your day and so just little things that will will help will help make that experience so much better for the patient so we are always um, very keen and excited and open to um, finding new ways that that we can involve our patients and families and the little things that we can do um, to make a difference for their entire experience and and that's not only in acute care that's across all spectrums whether it's in home care long-term care medical clinic I mean everywhere we try to have that as our focus and our goal and on our agendas and we talk about that at meetings what can we do you know and that customer service at every at you know at every desk when someone's coming in to register remembering that this is is, is about them it's not about us and and it's never about judgment and and it's always about making the difference for them at this critical time. But I, again, I really do think that that listening to your patients is one of the most important drivers, listening to them because each community and each, each um, area is so specific and what is important to them may be different from the next. So really um, looking at your community, your culture and respecting, respecting every part of that when we're making decisions going forward. So, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, when we're looking at um, going forward and what we would dream, and I think it's just to keep thinking outside the box and how to get families involved. And, you know, we have kind of a unique location where people can be really spread out. And so what does family presence mean when they can't physically be here um, in hospital? How can we still connect them in and, and still make them feel like they're a part of the care? So I know we've video conferenced out um, to Fox Lake to do discharge planning with a family that just could not come into hospital. And so PT and OT did their 
um, exercises over the video with the patient and the family. So when the patient went home, the family would know what those exercises need to look like. So I think it's encouraging family presence and, and maybe it's not a physical presence. Maybe it's how can we, you know, we've telephoned conference people for discharge planning rounds and just making, you know, the, making those connections, even when the family's really far away, that they feel like they're still here and they're still a part of their loved one's care planning. So I think how can we keep thinking outside the box? And, and, and I think it's really important. I'm sorry, Vanessa. <laughs> now that you got us started, I don't know if we can stop. Uh, <laughs> Go but I for think it. It's, I think it's really important um, and to note as well that it's a part, it's a part of our interview. Um, our interview guide when we're hiring new staff, um, you know, we've we've made it. It's part of the norm. This isn't anything different. This is this is a, a clear expectation from the beginning. We are focused on our patients and our families, and we want the team and the new team that are joining us to be of the same mindset, the same thought. You know, of of it's, it's about patients, and and we want to, You know, we want this to be the norm. Not to be something that's, oh, wow, you, you did that today. No, we want it to be every day, not just on the occasion, but to just be part of, of every patient's experience. So was there anything that um, maybe you were hoping to to say or, or something else that, um, you know, might be important for, for others to hear that are interested, I guess, in learning a little bit more about family presence? And I just wanted to say thank you so much, um, Terry and Debbie, for... for sharing your thoughts I really appreciate it and you know I'm really thankful that that patients are feeling comfortable sharing and coming forward and um, we really we are listening we really we really do want to make a difference and so thank you thank you everyone this is great work um, and I really look forward to what the future will bring and Deb and I want to thank everybody yeah. you everybody like I say words cannot express how we feel like yeah. everybody all right, so that wraps up our podcast on family presence. Uh, thank you all so much for joining me today. If you want to learn anything more about what we chatted today, please check out the episode's description for some helpful resources. And uh, as always, thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe and tune in next time.